Welcome everybody to another episode of Ground and Watch Kid Shit. It's, <laughs> it's me, TJ, and I'm here with my good friend Jordan. Jordan, how's it going? Uh, blowing a little bit at it again. Hey, I want to. Um, I'd like to start this episode by putting myself on blast a bit, if I can. Um, Absolutely, by all means, every time and whenever you want to. Because awesome. <clears throat> you know, I know, I, I, I see it. You know, our fans, our listeners. I know, I know, y'all want to be just like me. You know, I see it. I see the. I'm seeing the long hair out there. I'm, I'm hearing the 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 witty comebacks and all that. But I'm here to tell you, don't be like me. And here's why. So we all know um, that TJ was born on leap year, um, a day lost in time. <laughs> he, was, he was born on like a fucking space shuttle hovering over Earth's atmosphere. Anyway. Um, so, so we're, we're recording this, um, you know, after, after the fact, but, um, so the other day we were communicating and I, I, I won't say I missed it, but I forgot about it and had to be reminded of my best friend's birthday. So y'all don't be like me. And here's the fucked up thing is that on that day, I started watching the movie that we were doing today, James and the Giant, James and the Giant Peach, saw the opening credit images, and I texted you immediately. It wasn't even in the middle of the movie. I texted you immediately, and I was like, man, I forgot how dope James and the Giant Peach was. And without missing a beat, you were like, yeah, man, this and that other thing. Again, not getting anything because I was just responding to the opening credits. And, uh, and then it got to one thing or another and I don't, I was off my game that day. Didn't know. I, I, I thought it was the next day. I had a whole thing planned. So I can't, I, I ended up telling you happy birthday and I told you happy or happy early birthday when I got you your gift, but I wasn't there when it mattered. You are so y'all, okay. So y'all are, don't be like so me. Safe. Don't be uh, like It's me. fine. It's fine. Like, in all fairness, everybody, I thought, so Jordan has always been really good about it. I, I, there's like two things that Jordan and I are really good at with each other. One is birthdays. Well, I f- <laughs> will you stop? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> one, one is birthdays. The other one is insulting each other when the time comes. And so, um, but I thought, so we were supposed to record that day. We were originally supposed to go record this episode that day. And I thought that you were just going to wait to tell me in person. That's why I was like, oh, no, it's cool. It's chill. No, no. And that's and see, and I wasn't going to I wasn't going to bullshit you because you had messaged me that. And you're like, oh, no, I thought you were the cast. It's like, nope, straight up thought today was the 27th. It was crazy, man. And like, it's, you know, all the time. How many how many I, I, I look back on it. It's like, how many times did I look at my watch just to check the time? But I didn't look at the date. You know what I mean? Like how many, 
how many time how many opportunities that I have to look and see, oh, you know, it's the twenty eighth and stuff. You know, it's not it's no excuse. I mean, it you know, yeah. I it ain't no thing. Early it ain't no thing. So yeah, y'all don't don't be like me, at least in that regard. But uh, every other every other way, you know, I appreciate the flattery. But yeah, Man. so I'd like to say here, happy belated birthday, and um, I hope that you continue to have many more birthdays to because it would really suck if you died. You know what I mean? That's another thing I thought about. I was like, man, if TJ died, that would that would suck. I mean, just so just so you know, show if I do. I'm glad that that is an, um, something that you have in consideration. <laughs> well, I, I would see here. I was I was going to say something really sweet and nice. It's the fact that you are one of four of my emergency contacts in my phone. So if I were to die, you are one of four, mm-hmm. you are one of the first four people to know. <laughs> <laughs> well. I'm, I'm just going to ask you one thing and one thing only and is that mm-hmm. if that happens, can you not, can you not haunt me? Can you not like, I'm going to haunt the shit out of you. Can you? <laughs> Cause are you serious? <laughs> can I not listen? You want a moment. No, see, I'm going to, and it's not even going to, it's not going to be some like, Ooh, he's spooky hiding in the, in the, in the like garage type shit or oh he's he's he watched me no i'm gonna sit there and i'm a, i'm gonna be the, i'm gonna be a dick right and i mean yeah. like while you playing a video game and you gotta make that jump i'm gonna make you hit the jump button a little bit too early right <laughs> like, <laughs> you're the kind of ghost that doesn't scare me pisses me off you know it's like yeah <laughs> i just I, I can just hear it now in the corner you're just sitting on a chair what man what are you doing? <laughs> no, and then, see, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I'll do it enough <clears throat> to where when you do go to make that jump in that game and you make it, you're not even sure if I'm there anymore. Wow. So you'd be like, you'd be like, wow. Wait, like, mm-hmm. is he here? Like, is he still, is he done fucking me or is he just got like, that's what I would do. You know, I think. I think that's the kind of haunting that I could that I could live with. It's like it's like that spooky, scary haunting that I'd be like, oh no, you know what I mean. But it would no, be kind of that cool annoying as haunting, like the one be. who like you cooking ramen noodles and I turn the eye up too high. <laughs> 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 you shit's boiling. Yeah, yeah. It would be kind of cool to have like a ghost on your side though, if like something happens, like hey, you know, spook this motherfucker or whatever. You know, yeah, you wouldn't have to worry about a security <laughs> system. <laughs> yeah. Anytime yeah. someone run, walk by your house, the tree would move suspiciously. Right. <laughs> would you Would you do that? Would you do that free of charge, or would you do that? Like, is there some sort of payment? Is there some sort of barter and trade that <laughs> that a ghost in your position would have? <clears throat> so because I know this, this. I, I, I need to prepare. I say- I say this, and it's not the truth. I say it. I say it for the for the for the for the jokes, for the giggles. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I was gonna say, just let me watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, what the? I mean, you know, uh, what 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 could I do at that point? Like you're a fuck, you're you're a ghost. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I mean you. I'm, 
you kind of let yourself I, I, in. I don't even know if it would be like it wouldn't even be like a you know a voyeurism sort of thing. It'd be more like a more like a let me throw a confetti because he's doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see now I wish. I wonder if there's money in that then. Like little, little, like, you know, they got like sex toys and sex stuff. Ghosts. Like, no. Well, not, not even ghosts, but what if there's like a little, like, like celebration, sex abrasion toys, you know what I mean? Like, like something happens and you like pop a little confetti out, you know? You did it. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, like a little, uh, I mean, like a little blower, you know what I mean? Or a little, uh, <laughs> A little, you know, like a, you know, well, I guess you could use whatever. I don't know. Let's patent that. And here's the thing. And this is why, TJ, because <laughs> we go from me deservedly putting myself on blast to now talking about sexual celebration toys. That's the kind of friendship that lasts. You know what I mean? I mean, I'm here for you for, for whatever, through whatever, yeah. whenever. And, uh, I think that there's there's a constant exploration in our friendship, right? We're constantly like learning new things about each other, and so I want you to know. And I'm gonna put I'm gonna put this out here for all the listeners. I I have an idea for our first video content. Our first What's video that? content. I might have, and by might have, I mean absolutely. Bought myself a birthday present in the form of truth or drink. I like the sound of that. And so it's a it's a group of cards. I don't. It's not me just making shit up to like be like, oh, Jordan, tell me that time that you like hated me. You ever, like you ever <laughs> finger popped him? <laughs> okay. But there, there's two kinds, right? There's the there's the truth of drink, and then there's truth of drink extra, like not safe for work. Which some of those questions are like stupid, but like really, yeah. But some of them, you know. But I figured it'd be fun. It'd be fun. Be a good time. Yeah. Well, I think that makes for good uh, for good video content. We can also, you know, pair it with uh, with drink selections and things like that. So, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, I think that's good. Um, awesome. Speaking of extra content, um, I wanna I wanna take a minute, and maybe this is something because I know you and I, listeners, we have we have we have a lot of things in the works for season three. It's gonna be a long season, a very eventful season, but a long season. Um, I wanted to take a moment to sort of plug the uh, Cuphead show for those of you who might not have. Ah, um, uh, yes, have seen that show. It. It's really, really good. Um, super short. I watched it with uh, we, my kids and I. We just we just binged it uh, for an entire weekend. Um, you know, my kids are seven and four. It's TVY seven, I think. But my four-year-old, you know, I that that that's my parenting decision to make. I will say that there's nothing too crazy in it. It's like it's like standard like Looney Tunes cartoon violence. You know what I mean? Like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, nothing with nothing with uh, uh, guns that, that that I can remember or anything like that. So there's all that you know. None, none of that stuff is there. But really, really good. Really worth it. I will say it deviates from the plot of the game, but I think it kind of had to. Um, so that's something that I just kind of wanted to take the time and, and, and recommend, you know, and I think, uh, you know, so I think one thing that we could do is, uh, talk about more TV shows, um, either, you know, the top half or maybe, maybe have like, 
uh, like a real quick or whatever on, on little like, you know, TV shows that we might be watching. Um, but yeah, just we already know out. what the first one has to be. Hmm. Steven universe. Oh yeah, that's right. That's right. Steven universe is done. It's over. So, <clears throat> Oh, like done, done. Yeah. Okay. So it can be yeah, all crazy. consumed. It's crazy. Cause my, my, my daughter has seen episodes of that show and I have not. So, yeah, it sounds like you that. need to do better. I, I know, but uh, anyway, so yeah, watch Cuphead uh, if you haven't. Uh, I think it's great. Uh, even if you don't have kids, um, it's a it's a cool thing. And I'm just honestly, man, I'm just really excited that the Cuphead, you know, property is 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 as becoming as popular as it is because it's 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 really it's really cool. I know it's been popular in like gamer circles and stuff, but now that it's reaching a wider audience. Uh, but we're not here to talk about Cuphead too much. We're here to talk about James and the Giant Peach. James and the Giant um, Peach. Yeah, that Peach be 90, huge. Massive. The 96, uh, 96 version. I think that's the only version that I – right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So um, this is a bit of an older one, um, you know. Don't call it a don't call it a rewind. Just call it whatever. But don't call it a no. comeback. No, it's yeah. here's the thing about this movie, and I think that this is what made this episode really enjoyable for me. Is mm-hmm. um, this is one of those movies that I watched, and then I immediately forgot <laughs> forgot about. Yeah, does that make sense? No, absolutely. I mean, I will say that there were certain things that were that were kind of burned Stuck into in my brain. That I remember. Yeah, right. And Spiker and Ant Sponge, things like that. Um, the centipede character. I always liked the centipede character when I was a kid. Um, Full disclosure: I fully forgot that half this movie was uh, like a good portion of this movie was live action. Yeah. Yeah, but a weird live action, right? It's like kind of like a strange, like theory. Yeah. It has like has like this weird sort of tint to it. Um, and then the the giant metal shark, looking like a fucking Horizon <laughs> metal metal beast. Yeah, um, I've forgotten about that. Yeah, um, but other than that, other than that, I was kind of, I was a little bit, I was a little bit. Uh, cloudy on it so was this a movie that you watched a lot as a kid no i didn't watch it too much uh which you know um neither here nor there i think i think this was this was in that time period where um and it's kind it kind of it's kind of reminiscent like it is now where disney was just putting out so many movies in so many different formats that it was kind of hard to keep up uh right and and if we if we te- if we keep in mind um, the movies that are on um, Disney Plus that we're not even covering, which there are tons, like Disney Disney was already putting out shit like crazy, mm-hmm. and even now they are continuously putting out shit like crazy. Um, and you know, it, it wasn't as it wasn't as available as it is now. It wasn't on streaming anything like that. It was just like. You either went and saw it at the movie theater or you didn't. Um, and I'll be honest with you, if it wasn't one of those movies that, quote-unquote, was about to go back in the vault, you know, like that whole VHS scam that Disney was running, uh, we didn't buy it. So, Bro, they had us from the jump, didn't they? From the jump. Man, how are you going to McRib your shit? 
<laughs> that's a very that's a very good. Yeah. Well, it's crazy because I forgot I've forgotten about that until just now. Well, I mean, say forgotten. It's been like I don't know a minute since I thought about that Disney Vault shit, and I remember because they re-released the shit on like what Sapphire series or special yeah. series, and it's like this is the same fucking movie. Wow. Yeah, it's it's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. yeah. This was absolutely a daycare movie for me. Um, I knew you were going to say that. I could feel them yeah. in my bones. I didn't have it. Uh, I didn't see it in the theaters. Just watched watched it a lot at um, at daycare. But I was also like, remember? I mean, new, new listeners. When I say daycare, I mean the kind of daycare that, like, you know, I was going to daycare since I was like, I think eleven or twelve. Do you know what I mean? Until you were um, 11 or 12? Yeah. It's like that kind of daycare where it's like, hey, you know, parents work late. Like, and then I just became a latchkey kid after that. But, you know, it was like, it wasn't like daycare, like a fucking nursery or something, you know. And then, like, parents would come and pick you up, like, you know, seven, eight o'clock at night or something like that. Here's a question. Did you, were you one of those, uh, so, like, there was after school ca- Derek daycare, which is what it sounds like you did. Yeah. Did you have summer daycare? Um, no, not, not when I was, not when I was that old, but I did do summer daycare when I was like seven, eight, like around that time. Um, and then the daycare I was going to at see, cause I went to three different daycares. Um, Ooh. yeah, I know. I know. Uh, one of them closed down. I got thrown out of the other one and then I ended uh, then I, then I finished out my daycare career in the third one. Um, but the one that closed down, that was the one that I was in whenever they did the summer stuff. And dad, we would go to like the zoo and fucking, do you know what I mean? Like, uh, skating rinks and all that kind of stuff. Like, honestly, man, like, I don't know. Like that was, those were some pretty like awesome, like years of my life. You know, we had the Sega channel back then. I remember you were that Sega channel. Yeah, so it was cool. It was cool, but yeah, no. This I didn't own this movie. I didn't see it in theaters. I watched this at daycare a lot because we also had it was just this is like a library of of of, of movies, and you just be like, all right, we're gonna watch this. Um, and this was really popular. This was insanely popular um, with uh, with our generation, I think. And I and I think too because I don't know. I remember in like fourth grade was when I discovered. Um, well, no, was it third grade? Anyways, like early elementary was when I discovered uh, Roald Dahl um, for the first time and just started like devouring, you know what I mean? Like his shit. And it's because the teacher at the time, like she would read Roald Dahl to us and stuff. So um, I don't know, man. I, I think I think his 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 books, I have yet I haven't seen the BFG, but I've yet to see no. a Roald. Was that the movie? Yeah. I, I, I've saw yet to the, see I saw the original movie when it was There's like an original movie. Mm-hmm. Oh, right, right, right. But I've yet to see a Roald Dahl movie, TJ, and I I haven't seen the new witches, and I don't count I don't count um the Johnny Depp Charlie and Chocolate Factory, because who does? But I've yet to see a Roald Dahl adaptation that like I walked out of like not liking. You know. Yeah, okay. Well, here's the question. Did you like the Johnny Depp, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? No, I did not. I couldn't stand it. 
So you did walk out of one and didn't like it? No, I said I'm not counting that one. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. I said not counting. I said I, re- I haven't seen They're remaking it, right? I, I don't know. I don't know. I just – that's one thing that's like I don't like to talk because like – when I when I think of the Charlie and Chocolate Factory adaptation, immediately goes to goes to the the, the Gene Wilder one. You know, um, mm-hmm. listeners who haven't listened to this, but go back and check it out when we did Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. But because um, that was everyone's that that was I think a lot of people that was our first introduction to Roll Doll seeing that movie. You know, yeah, because that movie been around for a while. So yeah, I think I think this one's really cool. I th- I think Roll Doll tells. You know, a lot of his stories are, are, are kind of similar. You know, we have we have we have four that I can think of on the top of my head that are that feature um, kids sort of down on their luck. Um, there's Charlie, right? Charlie Bucket. There's James, of course, from this movie. There's Matilda, and then there's a lesser known Danny, the champion of the world. I'm gonna in, in, in a battle royale. We'll exclude Danny because he didn't. Danny didn't get his movie. And a battle royale. If Charlie has the arm has an army of Oompa Loompas and candy weaponry, James has a giant <laughs> peach and, and, and his bugs, bug friends. And his bug friends. And Matilda has her has her telekinetic powers. Who do you think is winning? Matilda, hands down. Really? Matilda hands down. Really? Matilda hands down. Matilda's basically eleven. From Stranger Things, without the without the grit. Do you think put, Matilda? Put a couple years on Matilda, she'll slaughter people. See, I think if James could, I don't know. Maybe maybe James is a little bit too timid, a little bit too shy. But I like to think that James could somehow crash crash the peach down on Matilda. Right, like he's about to crash yeah. the peach down. And then she's trying to all of her might to like stop the peach from crashing down. Meanwhile, earthworm or glowworm or whatever comes up and gets in her ear and then messes with her that way. And then she's done. Oh, well, I can tell you, hey, Charlie would just not. Charlie just wouldn't make it. Charlie is just no. Yeah, I think I, Charlie is the yeah, Charlie's the the low the low person there. I got I'm, my peaches out in Georgia. Oh yeah, shit. Just kidding. I just have trivia here in Texas. Because hey, you know peaches. No Justin Bieber fans around here. Damn, tough crowd. Okay. Well, What's maybe up, we just go do this. Yeah. Yeah. Also, we all know BFG, big fucking giant, coming down and slaughtering all of them. I don't know why y'all having this debate. Well, we were talking about the kids on. We want because you know oh, it's, okay. it's a it's a it's a kid fight. No deaths, oh, but just a kid because, fight. Because because big fucking giant would just go yeah. swipe them all well, away. Well, because we we were talking about how Roll Doll has a tendency to uh, feature like you know kids who are in dire straits and okay, undergo about, extraordinary circumstances. What about the kid that's friends with big fucking giant? Like, does that count as his superpower? The giant? I don't remember. I don't remember her at all. I never, I didn't even know it was a girl. Didn't read it. Didn't watch the movie no. either. All right. No. Well, who's ready? Yeah. I'm, ready. I'm pumped. I, you know, 
This is some of my finest work. Jordan, for 100 yes. points. Millions of peaches, peaches for me. While none of them are giant, the U.S. produces plenty of peaches each year. Approximately how many peaches did we produce in 2020? A, 206.1 tons. B, 617.7 tons. No one asked you, Siri. Or C, 872.3 tons. How the fuck would I even begin to know that? Well, maybe if y'all got on my level and be like, oh, there's only so much trivia about this movie, right? We better start looking up this peach is, facts. This is one of those. This is one of those where you just you just throw a dart. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? You just pick mm-hmm. one. What's the highest one? I want to go for the highest one. You was that C? That is C. Eight hundred and seventy-two point yeah. three tons. Well, you're wrong. It's six hundred and seventeen point <laughs> seven tons. <laughs> TJ. Mm-hmm. What composer wrote the happy tune Grasshopper Plays for James? A. Bach. B. Mozart. Or C. Chopin. Chopin. Eh, Bach. I figured if I said it with enough gusto, you said that. like you were going to convince the answer it was wrong. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, Um, you you, you didn't say Chopin. You said Chopin. (laughs) (laughs) With his face, Chopin. (laughs) I tried. All right, all right. Chopin. Let me get them pantaloons. Yeah. For two hundred points, according to the newspapers, at the end, this movie takes place in what year? A. Nineteen thirty-five. B. Nineteen forty-nine. Or C. Nineteen fifty-four. Um, fuck! I don't remember. Uh, uh, forty-nine. It is forty-nine. Yeah, look at look at us. We got some points on the board. TJ also for two hundred points mm-hmm. in the movie. They say James' parents were eaten by a rhino. You know the one that's in the sky. But turns out that thing isn't real. So can you say plot hole? But how did his parents die in the book? A, eaten by a rhino. B, car crash. Or C, plane crash. I'm going to say B, car crash. And they were eaten by a rhino that escapes the zoo. Not one in the sky. What kind of... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> kind of Power Rangers bullshit. <laughs> what's, what's, that, what's that comedian where he's like... Oh, I know Richard Pryor has a bit, but there's a newer one where it's like how like... White people on safari, like they're just gonna get fucked up. You're like, oh, there's a rhino. Let's take a picture of. You know? <laughs> yeah, no, let's not mess with wild animals, people. That's my advice for the day. Jordan, yes, for three hundred points. Man, that's a lot of birds. How many birds does it take to lift the peach? At least according to the book, I didn't count them in the movie. A, one hundred and three. B, three hundred twenty-eight. Or C, five hundred and two. Five hundred and two. It is 502. Look at you. Well, going for the highest one failed me on the last time, so I figured I could. It did. It did. TJ. Mm hmm. All right. To get on the board. In it for the long haul. How long did it take for this film to reach screens? A, three years. B, seven years. Or C, 12 years. 
B, seven years. Twelve years. Twelve Damn years. Damn it. Even Twelve just Ro- seemed to- I know. It was a really long time. Well, you know what, Jordan? We don't need to have to do all the Mavises because you won because oh, no. I got zero oh, points. Oh, no. You do. You do. Just for funsies. <laughs> Y'all think I'm going to write this magical question and it's not going to get aired? That's not think what I can. said. See, think look, they know, they, they know about that. this. I'm, I'm going to institute. I'm going to, I'm going to institute. I'm going to, I'm going to carte blanche this shit. I'm going to institute. A, a, oh, a, someone's a, making rules now. Okay. So if <laughs> TJ, well, how about this? How about this? If TJ gets this right, nobody wins. If I get this right, clearly then I win. That's not that's not how the that's not how this works. Because y'all gave me the win on the one way, you didn't have any points. That's right. Okay. Equality and all things. I lost. I lost. I I know you're still beating yourself up for forgetting my birthday. And I understand that you forgot my birthday. And that's fine that you forgot my birthday. But you don't have to try to make up for the fact that you forgot my birthday by trying to give me pity points. All right, let's do it. That's not the birthday gift I want. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what I do want to give you? I want to give you something, Jordan. Oh, wait. No, we have to do the song. Oh, we have to do the the Mavis. I was about to play your song. We got to do all the Mavises. Oh, so you thought that was going to be our only peach agriculture question. Well, guess again, snitches. What four U.S. states are the leaders in peach production yeah that's right it isn't all about georgia peaches each correct answer would have given you a quarter of your wages do we have any guesses i do uh there's okay. I mean, yeah what do you got do we, i mean for I no got, points so we can just say them right? oh, i got california georgia florida and um i'm gonna say south carolina uh, is, is georgia texas because fredericksburg peaches right texas you're right yeah. texas yeah um, trying to think because it's a, a South Carolina. I don't know. Is Alabama on there? Alabama is a state, so it is eligible as part of the answer. <laughs> well, on the on the list, I mean, we're not fucking not playing. Tell What's you the, the list? list? You got to give me guess. four. I gave her four. It's your turn to give her four. Texas, Georgia, Alabama, and Florida. Okay, well, you're both wrong on Florida. It is Georgia, California, South Carolina, and Pennsylvania. So, wait, what? I was right with South Carolina? Yeah. Holy yeah. shit. And I got California. three out of four. Yeah. Uh, do I'm y'all surprised know, Texas isn't on there. Do y'all know which one is number one? South Carolina, Georgia. Both got be California. 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 They have the most land. They have the most land for it. They do, um, and you know Georgia's all trying to be all like, "Oh, we love peaches." Well, why don't you grow more of them, Georgia? I think it's a Georgia, uh, uh, the whole state. Write us at ggrownmenwks at gmail dot com. No, add us at Kimpins. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Georgia, the state of Georgia. Go to YouTube and go to Kimpins. That's K I M P I N S on YouTube and comment on any of the videos, any of them. But you got to watch them first. You can't comment till the end. Georgia, the whole state talking to you. <laughs> the whole state. The whole state. <laughs> the whole state. All right. So that makes uh, George our winner.
That song, it's <laughs> like a man on a mission with that song. It's like I'm going, I'm going to the grocery <laughs> store. I'm walking on the aisle. I'm looking for that last can of lima beans. Get the fuck out of my way. Shit like that. Did I, you say lima beans? Yeah. The man, that's the that's the most white person in an apocalypse thing I've ever heard it's you say. Just, it's just, it's just, it just can't. It just can't <laughs> a big storm is coming. Better get yeah. my limas. Should get those limas. Yeah. Listen, I bet you ain't picking I, up salt and pepper though. Well, because we already have those. Yeah, we got plenty of salt and pepper, plenty of Mike Lowry sauce. I've got a couple also some random spices that came with our grocery order, which was not part of the things that I ordered. So yeah, we got we got more spices than we intended to in this house. Okay, good. Also, listeners, I need you to know that every time Jordan's wind song is played, TJ has to watch me and Jordan dance around like idiots and do the little like triangle dance, like we're actually playing the triangle in that or the hi hat or whatever I, the hell that thing I, is. I ain't gotta do anything. <laughs> I choose to. It is some pretty fire dance moves. I mean, I wouldn't say that, but that's fine. I do <laughs> declare. <laughs> I know you have been killed. <laughs> you have been murdered. You know what? I don't apologize. <laughs> All right. Well, I uh, have some very important Kim Pins editing to do. Make sure you check out the channel. Uh, if you're into unboxings, I've got my all true winter box that went up. I don't know if our listeners know what an all true box is, but uh, yeah. Y'all well, go, if, y'all you wanna, if you want, if you want to find <laughs> out, go to Kim Pins. That's K I M P I N S on YouTube to find out what all true is. Also, like a whole bunch of other fun stuff. So, don't miss it. Don't miss it. All right, yeah, play that's me out. right. Bye. Y'all, Kim has created a whole entire dance for that song. Yep. And if she if she don't <laughs> if she don't look like a Bojangles with a high pony, I don't know. <laughs> Bojangles. <laughs> Oh, man. oh, Bojangles is coming to Texas, by the way. The restaurant, not the person. Um, I'm about to be like, wow, <laughs> racism still alive. They just so be really... concealing it. <laughs> Wait, what? What? Mr. Bojangles? Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But yeah, no, Bojangles, the, the biscuit place. Chicken place. This mm-hmm. is good, man. Anyway. It is good. It is good. Here's a here's a question I have for you before we before we take our a little break. What? What is your favorite dish with peaches? There's only one uh, answer. I mean, peach cobbler, but that's because Thank you. like Hallelujah. Yeah, that's because I mean, if I'm being real, TJ, I don't really I don't really fuck with peaches. I'm a little nervous about the drink I got for this for this episode. Because um, it's peachy. Yeah. I don't be yeah, I, I like peach cobbler, but other than that, I don't really I don't really fuck with peaches. Is, okay. So I'm assuming yours is peach. What other dishes are there with peach though, aside from like peach, peach pie. pie and there's uh there's you know how people can uh like brulee peaches and put them with uh because you know fruit and pork goes together well. Um you know, there's the peach ice creams. Um Yeah. Peach, I remember having peach ice cream. Savory dishes. Yeah. Yeah. I remember having peach ice cream. Some time ago, and like the peach parts were all, or bits were all like hard and weird, and it's just I don't know. It's got a weird taste to me. Yeah, and of course we can't forget the greatest of all, the second greatest of all peach dishes, the peach ring. 
Yep. Yeah. I thought I mean, I was ready for you to call me stupid. No, no. I mean, I thought <laughs> I was ready for it. I, I like know. Me, I know. I know how you like your gummies. You know what I mean. I do like my gummies. Yep. I like my gum. You know why I like my gummies? Why? Because. What are you ripping can, over there? What are you fucking with? Are you fucking um, <laughs> with a peach ring? No, I'm not fucking with a peach ring. I'm <laughs> fucking with the deck of cards. No, uh, uh, the reason I like gummies is because I can eat them with an attitude. Right? Like, let's say you're talking to me, and I got a peach ring in my mouth. I could chew it. Like, I know he didn't just say that to me. And you think he's just chewing that peach ring because he thinks it's good. I can, like, I can side-eye eat a peach ring. <laughs> you know what? No, you totally could. You totally could. You've seen me do it. You've seen me yeah. do it. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't want to talk to him right now. You know, <laughs> you're probably like, good. That's why. <laughs> that's why I put this shit in my mouth. You know, it's like it's like when you put the when you put the AirPods or the or the headphones in your in your and, ears. And you know, no music, music playing. Yeah, you're just like, don't talk to me. But you're like that with gummies. All right. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, now it's time to go get our drinks. I think uh, so. We'll voyage on down. See what's uh, see what's going on in the fridge, and then uh, yeah. So unless you are, um, you know, high tailing it from from your mean old aunts trying to get to New York. Well, I don't know. I guess you can't drink and drive, but you could probably drink and ride a peach. Oh, 100 percent. Go for it. Go for you it. ain't even driving that peach. Yeah, go for it. Just make sure those seagulls stay on top of their game. You know. Exactly. Yeah. All right. We'll be back. And we are back, Jordan. How was your trip to the fridge? It was good. It was good. I uh, I, I I walked. I didn't I didn't fly a peach on there, but it was fine. Um, so today I have. You'll see. I have a can of H E B unsweetened um, sparkling water. Um, and what I'm going to go ahead and do for today's episode, I went ahead and branched out a little bit. Mm-hmm. I have a little bottle, uh, like a like a hotel size bottle, of a deep a deep eddy peach vodka. Oh, that stuff is good. So I'm gonna add this deep eddy peach vodka into my can, of sparkling water. Oh, he said he getting lit tonight. He's getting lit tonight. And <laughs> so. Um, mm-hmm. Oh, bro, that smells like a fucking. Shut up. That smells like someone. That smells like someone dropped a piece of candy in there. You know what I mean? Oh, that's good. Okay, never mind. Uh, Keep talking. <laughs> yeah, no, I was gonna. All right, yeah. So that's what I have. I had to do it. You know what I mean? Had to, had to, had to branch out for this one because it's uh, it's peach. So we'll see. But yeah, how was yours? What do you got? Oh yeah, so I realized that I messed up because last week I had the peach ring drink. This week. Uh, and remember, I'm I'm continuously to pull. I'm continuously to pull. Goodness, I'm can. Wow, I'm continuously wow, pulling. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm continuously pulling from the drinks that I got for Christmas from you from the gift card. Um, which, I, listeners, I want you to know. I know that it is March. Jordan's Christmas gift is is in the making. It took steps. It took painting, and it was too cold here to prime until recently. So, um, regardless, it's happening. Um, I 
to keep with the uh, fruity theme, um, as I the second I said it, the second I said it. <laughs> Yeah, you wonder why you're choking? That's God. Did you see that? Yeah. <laughs> to, keep, to keep with the... Fr- okay. <laughs> Take a breath. There you go. You, you good? We gonna make it? Yeah, I'm good. Great. To keep with the fruity theme, uh, I am drinking a, um, a drink by... It looks like paper paperback... Brewing is called the Great Who the Great Hopdini presents chills and thrills and blackberries a blackberry sour five point eight percent it's a pint uh, the can has a man being sawed in half with blackberries coming out but you see it's a man at the front but there's high heels at the back so it's so confusing it's from California and uh, I got three sours and I got three I, uh, IPAs. Uh, and so I'm working through the sours first before I get to the IPAs. So here we are. This is what we're doing. This How is, is it? where we at. It's good. I wish it was more berry-y. Like it's 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 slightly it contains lactose, which which I can tell that they used to kind of like slightly creamify it, right? But like overall, I'm like, this could be I want more blackberry flavor. I've had stronger berry-flavored sours. And you know I'm a sour fan, so... Uh, It doesn't go far enough. It doesn't do enough. Anyways, we're talking about James and the Giant Peach, the 1996 musical fantasy film uh, directed by our good friend Henry Selleck. I say good friend because he does... He did The Nightmare Before Christmas. He did Coraline. So this is our third Henry Selleck film that we have done. And these are, I believe these are the three that he has done. Or these are his big, his three biggest ones. Um, and then uh, he's working on a new one right now. I know called Win, uh, Wendell and Wind uh, with uh, Key and Peele. Um, and... He is pretty darn great. It's uh, you can tell by the style of it that it is produced by Tim Burton. It has that Tim Burton feel to it. Um, so, Jordan, what do you think the budget for this film was? Uh, somewhere to the tune of sixty-five million. Ooh, about half that. Thirty-eight oh, wow. million. And uh, guess how much wow. it uh, guess how much it made? Uh, somewhere the, to the tune of one hundred and eight million. Thirty-seven point seven million. Oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> okay, I, I overestimated this movie on both accounts. <clears throat> yeah, it didn't make its money back at the box office, but you know, uh, sales afterwards and things like that. Um, I think it absolutely could have. I always think this is interesting because James and the Giant Peach is one of those movies that it is a Disney film, right? But I can tell you the the two times of the three times, three times, two times, two times, the two times I've been to Disney World, I have not seen a single James and Giant Peach thing. Really, nothing. Um, No, 
and I, it's interesting because um, it is, I think, and because of that, I've forgotten that it is a Disney film. I forgot it was a Disney film. I should have forgot, right? Uh, which I think is uh, telling about how we haven't it, talked about this. How how Disney will just straight up for like disown properties. Yeah. Well, was it always a Disney movie, or did it do the same thing the Nightmare did, where it's like you weren't when you first came out, but you're a Disney movie now? Uh, remember, Kim said it took twelve years. So uh, uh, they they have been trying to convince the film. Uh, convince Walt Disney to make the film since the 1980s. Um, it says, however, Disney refused for reasons of a potential expansive, expensive and difficult animation process and the sources materials, weird subject matter among the animators exposed to the book uh, uh, were Henry Selleck. Uh, while he enjoyed the book and thought about adapting it for screen for several years, he understood the obstacles doing so, such as the source material's dreamy nature, episodic structure, and the uh, and the reputation of other doll books being so uh, uh, so agitational, some parts of uh, the world banned them. Um, so it first came up in the eighties, um, and then Doll's widow, an executor of his estate began offering film rights to the book in the summer of 92. Uh, and among those interested included Steven Spielberg and Dan DeVito. And that's when Disney hopped on it. When, when they saw like, Oh, there's other people chomping at the bit for this thing. Um, so that's the, that's the kind of like history of the movie. Um, it has our uh, resident Disney composer at the freaking helm of the music, Randy Newman, and let me tell you, this is one of the most Randy Newman soundtracks. Yeah, I have ever. Like, yeah. I'm just like God. He did you know he's done all four Toy Story films? Anyways, um, and it, <laughs> it's a big old fruit going down from that tree. <laughs> that's the way I, that's the way i felt and, and like near the end of the movie i was like this is supposed to sound like new york this shit sound like new orleans yeah. uh my name is james and i'm yeah. scared my aunties don't like me and they oh, beat no, me into stairs <laughs> the books are my friends and my aunts are mean to me it's, uh... that's perfect that's perfect Randy, call us. We got you. Um, when you die, we'll take over your career. Just, just give us rights. Be you. <laughs> we could just fucking, Randy Newman. Fucking weekend at Randy's. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You know what? We have we have a, a conglomerate on our hands. We could be the Randy Newman Inc. Can't afford Randy Newman. You get the next best thing. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, so Randy Newman composed the songs. Uh, there are five songs in this movie. Uh, My name is James. That's the life of me. Eating the peach, family, and good news. Um, like I said, the they talked about making the film in the uh, 80s. The film was released in 1996. Uh, Jordan just took a swig straight from the peach bottle and made a face. <laughs> that face. 
How do y'all drink this shit, bro? I'm like, I like a boss. Okay. Yes, like a boss. Uh, It should be known that Roald Dahl refused numerous offers to have a film version made of this movie uh, while he was alive. So uh, I don't know what that says. Um, But it was nominated for Best uh, Musical Score at the Academy Awards. just nominated, didn't win, but it won uh, the Kansas City Film Critics Circle Awards for Best Animated Film uh, in 96. So it has some awards to it. It has some awards. Dallas gave it, Dallas Fort Worth Film Critics Association gave Best Animated Film. But, uh, yeah, whatever. But uh, this movie, this movie has Richard Dreyfus as a centipede. Susan Sarandon as a spider. Like, what is this cast? Uh, and I'll say they all do well enough to where I don't remember. Like, I can't place their voices. You know what I mean? Um, but let's get into the plot of this film. It takes place in the summer of 1958, uh, where... Um, James is orphaned after his parents are killed by a rhino. Here's the thing. I have never read the book. So when Kim said, oh, no, they were killed by a rhino in the book, I thought that the rhino in the movie was symbolic for, like, oh, his parents were straight up murdered by his aunts. But I was wrong. So, so very wrong. Hold on. Did you say 58? 1958. So... We're going to need to look at the trivia then because I answered 49 and I got it right. I'm wondering if – was Kim going off of the book? I don't I'm just saying know. this because I know there's got to be listeners out there that are crying foul. I mean I still won because like he didn't get any questions right. But I do think that like, wow. I might have wow. missed, missed that question. So – listeners who are raging, we will, we will reconvene and next episode we will, we will address uh, but yes, continue. Didn't get any questions right. He says, well, I mean, it's just a forget, fact. It's as just he a forgot fact. about my birthday. Um, and so 1958, James is. <laughs> You're like, yeah, I forgot. I owned up to it. Um, 1958, James Trotter is orphaned and then stuck with his aunts, uh, Spiker and Sponge. Uh, and uh, Spiker and Sponge are mean and ugly aunts. Uh, here's the thing that I found confusing. Spiker and Sponge's speech at the very beginning of the movie rhymes. But then it don't. <clears throat> yeah, I think that was that was uh that must have been pulled from the novel or the the book. So I think I think that's how I think that's how they got introduced in the book. It's kinda like rhyming back and forth to each other. He did a lot more rhyming though, Roald Dahl than the movie does. But yeah, I agree. Yeah. It's kinda weird. It was weird because I was like, oh, this is a thing that I expect. Either way, um, they're super mean to James. They don't feed him. They force him to do chores. They, um, they, he has no friends, right? Um, and he sings a song. He finds a spider and he sings a song called, like, I'm James. Hi, sings it, I'm, sings it very badly, I might add. He does. He's like, when I'm sad, I remember that I'm James, and James is sad, and I am he. Sadness, sadness is my life. 
Oh my God, why am I alone? I'm James. My name is James. That's what mother calls me. It's like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Who's making these kids sing? God damn it. Stop it. Shh. His name is James. <laughs> But then he, he makes friends with a little spider, right? And he's like, okay, a little spider, I want you to chill in this window seal, but you should leave before the morning before my aunt kills you. So what happens? The aunt comes in the morning. What does she find? She finds the spider. She tries to beat the shit out of the spider. And James is like, snatches the spider off her face, which I was like, that's dope. And it's like, go on, live, little spider. Live outside. And who's out there waiting for him? But a creepy old man with a bag full of drugs. Might as well be, because there's a man who can blink his left eye and it fucking turns snow white. And yeah, then, that's why when I watched this, I was like, oh, we're in Houston. Uh, oh, because there's just a man full of drugs <laughs> on that. <laughs> um, and there he is, and he tells James, like, oh, in this bag are, like, all the things to make you stop being miserable. Uh, and they're green squigglies. And he's like, you come, you just be careful where you put these things because they will make magnificent things happen. And James is like, dope, I will guard it with my life. And then what does he do? He takes four steps and trips and they all fall out. And Dumbass. <laughs> I was like, man, he, he don't listen to instructions. Either way, um, they go into the ground uh, around this tree, and a peach is uh, grown. Um, the peach becomes humongous, and uh, Spiker and Sponge decide to make money off of uh, people gawking at the peach. Um, James is not allowed to play with the little kids who show up, but he's forced to clean up after everyone has gone. So he goes out there with his little sticky thing, uh, his, his thing, and he finds another little green, green squiggly, which he follows close to the peach. Uh, he, the peach literally opens up like a spaceport, but it's like a peach butthole. And he decides to crawl to It's like a peach butthole. <laughs> Yeah, no, it is because he's kinda hungry say, and he wants to eat. Yeah, it. I kind of say when stuff. he when he reaches in and pulls that that bit of peach out and takes a bite, it's gross. Like, yeah, it's like, what are you fucking doing, man? Um, and then he crawls into the peach where he meets a handful of insects who are as big as him, and in the process, he has become claymationized. Uh, <laughs> and um, and then it's stop motion from here until pretty much the end. And in that peach, he meets, he meets Mises. He meets Mr. Grasshopper, Mr. Centipede. Um, he meets Mrs. Ladybug, Miss Spider, Mr. Earthworm and Miss Glowworm. So they are all in that peach. How all those bugs are living together in that peach. I will never know. But, uh, Mr. Centipede is like, yo, James, your aunts, they're dicks. So we're going to break you out of this joint. And so that's what he does. He breaks them out of that joint. And the peach goes tumbling across the countryside. Spike and Sponger in a car, like, gave us back our peach. Uh, and uh, the peach picks up a couple things. Uh, one, it breaks away from the tree. Two, it rolls through a field where it picks up a fence, which then acts as like a staircase around the peach. And then they fall into the ocean and the peach happens to be floating. 
um, front side up, uh, right side up. Uh, this is one of the more impressive um, uh, stop motion scenes to me. Like it's really smart. And the, the thing is it does a lot of the storytelling and the setup necessary for like, how does this peach function? How do they move about it? Are they just stuck inside? Like what is like, I think that this scene in particular, the sequence is really effective. What about you? Yeah, no, I, I liked it a lot. Um, you know, they're rolling down, picking up the, the fence and, um, you know, getting into the water. I don't know. I mean, the, the animation I think was, was all really cool. Um, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. And so they're in the water and then basically they're like, Oh, this is, this is great. Uh, we're going to be free. We're going to go to New York. Yeah. James wants to go to New York. Why? I don't know. Um, because his parents like, his parents are like, life is better in New York. Is it though? Better for whom? Uh, you lived on the beach in, in England. Like life was pretty great. Like chill the fuck out. The rat race ain't all it's caught up to be. Um, but they sing That's the Life for Me, which is another song which uh, shows some of the musical stylings and humor. I think it's uh, one of Randy's strongest songs in the uh, piece, followed closely by Eating the Peach, which is next. Um, but this is where the film starts to roll over into this. It's already a magical realism, but then it starts to divorce itself more from the real world because they're out at sea, and all of a sudden there's a giant shark a metal shark it's like half shark half nuclear tank almost with a mouth that reminded me of something of from um pacific rim you know like the the nuclear engine yeah i mean it looked like a it looked like a fucking um like a garbage disposal yeah i was um this part I, i do i did remember this part of the movie but then I also wondered, like, what does it mean? <laughs> what does it mean that the shark is? Because I'm supposed to believe that the bugs are real bugs that became big by, you know, being around the peach and the green things. Yeah. And so I, I like the, the green little springy things are my magic in the world. Right. And so the fact that the shark was a metal tank. I mean, a metal submarine, but like, I, I I didn't understand how far the magic actually spread, right? Um, and is this a world? Because this is a world where New York is very real, and the 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 normalcy of New York is presented later in the movie, and the fan and the only fantastical thing is this peach and these bugs. So, is the ocean filled with? giant um metal sharks and i i don't know i don't know i don't know what are your what's your thoughts your your take your what like if the ocean is filled with giant metal sharks no i'm it's like not in, particular- in real life um yeah i don't know this is where the movie kind of starts getting a little uh a little kooky crazy um for me and i remember thinking that too as a kid where it's like where the fuck are we you know yeah. what I mean? Like I like, you know, right like a rhinoceros coming out of the sky, and you know, 
yeah, the, like the the metal sharks and stuff. I mean, everything just felt really, really strange. And you can't make the argument of like, oh, well, none of this really happened because like it fucking did happen, you know. So I right. don't know. I don't. I don't know what the it's reason not- for the metal shark was. Yeah, it's not like it's in his head. And the thing is, I think that yeah. there is the the fantastic this obviously is a world where fantastical things exist like a, a rhino in the sky and a piece that becomes huge but all those like the piece that is huge is like it has a per, it has a it has a it has an explanation right because we're presented with these things that like this manipulates the world these little springy green things manipulate the world and so we're not introduced to that in any other way shape or form but it does do this thing where it's like, hey, if you have taken the leap that a boy can crawl into a giant peach and become like claymationized, and then, um, and then the peach can roll across the countryside being chased by a car and pick up a fence. That's like there is a leap of faith that happens here. It's just like this one felt like the most inorganic in the world. Either way, um, they're about to get eaten by the shark. This is when they decide to uh, use Miss Spider String to loop all of these um, seagulls in a really funny scene, um, and they, I really like this scene. Um, yeah, I did and see. then they start they start to fly away, uh, and they they kill the the animatronic metal shark submarine in the process, um, and then we get to my favorite part of the movie. So. Uh, Mr. Centipede is all like, yo, I can fly this peach. You know why? Because I'm a captain. I'm a boss. You know what y'all ain't? Y'all, y'all ain't shit. Y'all scrubs. Sit back. Watch a master work. Uh, Mr. Centipede is full of shit. Okay? Mr. Centipede is full of shit. And he flies them to the a pole. Just somewhere cold. He flies them somewhere cold. Which, again, I was like, I don't know where we are. All I know is that we are inside some icy shit. Right? And my favorite part of the movie is Mr. Uh, Mr. Grasshopper wakes up and he is yelling at uh, Mr. Centipede for steering them wrong. And uh, he's telling them off and Mr. Centipede says, say it in English. And Mr. Grasshopper says, you are an ass. <laughs> and I lost it. I lost it. Oh yeah, this comes after eating the peach, which is actually a really clever song. Um, this is, there's one issue with this with this movie for me as far as the delivery of the music is that so much so much of these characters are putting on an accent and like a variation on an accent and doing it so thick that to me, eating the peach has fantastic wordplay, but I lost a lot of it. That might just yeah. be me and my and my and my dumb ears. You mean, um, the, like the, I mean, there, there were a lot of lines that were kind of like throwaway and I don't know. I agree. Cause typically we see that shit in um, like live action, you know, stuff that's okay. But for like, I don't know, for an animated movie to have a bunch of lines that are just kind of, I don't know. I, I'm with you. I missed, I'm I, sure as hell. I missed a great deal when I was watching this as a kid. Really watching it right now. It's like, you know. What did he say? You know, what did he say? Yeah. That's the, that's the question I keep asking myself. Uh, But the scene happened. It's, it's well animated, but they're they're stuck in the Arctic place. 
Um, Mr. Centipede is like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna make it up to you by like getting a compass from underwater. Um, this pirate ship. And then Spider and James go down there, uh, and they fight Jack Skellington. Yep. Pretty much. And a pirate crew, which I, I was like, that's fun. Um, mm-hmm. Don't want to spoil the emotional core of the scene because, um, a spoiler alert, I think people should watch this film. Um, but uh, then they um, they go back up to the surface, they have the compass, and then they continue to fly on towards New York. And James is like, you're going to be there for me whenever I get there, right? And they're like, yeah. And uh, sure enough, guess who comes on the horizon? The giant ass rhino a rhino in the sky and james i remember this uh like it was yesterday and i said it right before it happened james looks at the rhino in the sky says i'm not afraid of you and uh <laughs> and it reminded me of that tiktok uh making fun of um what's it called making fun of uh um harry potter where uh, the very first Harry Potter, when Ron Weasley's like, um, not me, not Hermione, you. Uh, and it felt very much like, felt very much like that. Either way, doesn't matter, neither here nor there. Um, uh, I have a fun fact for you at the end of this. Um, so the rhino comes, wrecks the shit. So the rhino's like, for real, real, destroys the pee, uh, like, that throws everybody off. James uh, is on the peach, is inside the peach. He crawls out of the peach, and he is a boy again, but he's on top of the Empire State Building, um, which I'm like, cool. Uh, people are like, oh, look, there's a boy with a giant peach on top of the Empire State Building. Maybe we should get him off. And they do, and they lower him down, uh, and the whole time he's like, no, for real, I came from freaking England on a peach and some birds. It was dope. And everyone was like, you're crazy. And guess who the fuck shows up? And this part made me laugh. And I was like, the hell? Um, Sp- Spiker and Sponge drive across the ocean to New York City to come get James and their peach. Um, funny thing is, the whole time... The, this this is the thing that made me crack up. The uh, the cop the whole time was like, let the boys speak, right? And the boys reading them, their, James is reading them their, their last rites, like, y'all ain't shit. Y'all don't feed me. Y'all beat me. I swear to God, y'all come to me again. I'm going to pop you in your face, right? He's, he's like reading them down for filth. And what the fuck do they do? They grab some goddamn axes. Yeah. And t- t- tell me what the police do, Jordan. Um, Not a goddamn thing. Yeah, no, I was say they don't. They, I was like, do they do anything? You know, they just no. kind of like let it happen. In this movie, NYPD ain't shit. This a boy. <laughs> they up here with axes swinging on the boy, and everyone's like, "Ooh!" And the cops are like, "Well, y'all domestic. It's a domestic issue. It's a family. It's a family affair. It's, right. it's 1956. It's Guess what we don't do? Yeah, yeah, it's 1956. Guess what we don't do? Interfere. You know, or interject. You know who we don't care about? Children. They can't vote or work. That's the way it felt. Um, <laughs> Uh, and but James is like, no, I have giant bug friends, and it was like, and they're like, you're crazy, James. And who comes from the sky? The giant bug friends. And then James and the giant bug friends attack his aunts. You know what the police do? 
Not a goddamn thing. So we got we got we got aggravated assault with a deadly weapon on one hand. We have cruel and unusual punishment on the other, and the cops are just like, you know what this is? This is a fantastic Thursday night. It sure is. I was just on the street, just not doing anything, and then I see a boy with a giant peach, and all of a sudden I'm like, gee golly, I got a story to tell. Our tax dollars hard at work. Man, I was like, these are I, I think I turned I turned to Boothang doing this part and I said these are the most irresponsible police <laughs> I've ever seen in a movie ever. 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 Either way, they uh Spiker and, uh, and Sponge they are found to be like terrible people after James and the bugs have basically wrapped them up and almost dispatched of them. The police are like take these two away. You ain't done shit. You ain't done a goddamn thing. Not not one. Not one. Not one. And then some little kid some who leaves his mom and daddy in the crowd comes ask James a question. Can we eat the peach? First off, your mom and daddy don't feed you. Your mom and daddy must be irresponsible because they took your ass out the house in the middle of the night in New York City without proper clothes on. I see you with your little nightgown. They couldn't say I put some pants on. I was so mad at this scene. No, didn't nobody say, mm-hmm. "Oh, hold up"? Before let's let's not be in the way of an active police investigation. God damn it! Either way, and then the, Mr. Caterpillar goes to James and says, "Well, the peach ain't gonna keep." Uh huh. Uh huh. So all the kids throw their grubby little hands on this peach that has been across the ocean that has been. Shot on by birds that has rolled over hills and had fences stabbed into it. I'm like, that's gross. Oh, and then the best part, motherfuckers just start throwing confetti out the window. Jordan, can you do me a favor? Can you do me a favor real quick? Can you tell me which drawer in your house you keep your confetti? We don't have a confetti drawer. Okay, okay, cool. What, what window? Is it next to? Um, if I think if we did have a confetti drawer, it'd be it'd be next to the uh, the upstairs window, but we don't we don't have one, and it's not. Okay, next what to about it. streamers? Do you have streamers on hand for no. for the for the moment where you have to have a ticker tape parade in no, the middle of the we don't, goddamn night? No, but we don't live in New York, you know. So I think I think that's just like welcome to New York. Here's your shit. How did half a block? Have have party supplies in 1956. There's, there's probably some prophet who came by. He's like, hey, there's going to be a night where a big old peach save this for that night. You know, shit like that. I was just like, this don't make no sense. But then James, <laughs> they eat it down to the pit. And then they keep the pit as a house for James to live in with all his bug friends. Because you know James doesn't need real parents. You know and what? Also, they like don't. a real fucking house, like that shit. You know, it's just gonna erode faster than a motherfucker. Also, um, money. Like James ain't got no practical skills. If he's just, I guess he's a storyteller. They're like, tell us the story, James. James is like, and then, and, and then they still got this little boy stuttering. If, yeah, like, if, you don't know if, what happened. If he storytells as good as he sings, he ain't shit. <laughs> 
You shouldn't like, have done that while I had a drink yeah. in my mouth. <laughs> he ain't going anywhere. Fuck that little kid. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, you know I wouldn't go that far, but golly. <laughs> um, my name is Tyler. <laughs> That's what my mother called yeah. me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's oh, not man. a good song. Um it's just not a good song. But then the movie ends and all the bugs have like made the best life for themselves because the bugs understand the significance of getting a real job and uh, paying bills. So, you know, Mr. Grasshopper joins the symphony orchestra. Miss Spider opens a nightclub. Uh, Miss Glowworm, she fucking, um, what the fuck does she do? Oh, she's on the Statue of Liberty. Mr. Earthworm is, I f- Mr. Earthworm, like, he gets women somehow, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. which I was like, okay. No, he gets some play. Yeah. He does get some play. And that is James and Giant Peach. I know this was like a super simple plot, but when I tell y'all, they were right in the fact that if the book was this episodic, the movie is so episodic that it just feels like chase sequence after chase sequence after chase. It's, it feels all non sequitur. Right. Right. Normally, we talk about like movies from a very Aristotelian standpoint, right? Like what's the conflict, like all the other stuff, which I don't necessarily feel like that this meets all of those standards. There's an overarching, um, there's an overarching sort of uh, story of like James is trying to get to New York. Yes. But the little scenes in between feel like they could have been standalone and didn't have to exist within that frame. Here's my question for you. Do you feel like it is still an effective method of storytelling? I think so. I, I think on the whole, it works. Um, I will say that um, this is a movie that, and I, I don't think I'm alone here, we kind of kind of check out towards the end. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like it, once... Once New York shows up, I'm just like, I'm done. You know, like I don't, I don't really care what happens. It's the second that they move back to live action, right? Yeah, I'm just like, ah, okay, it's over. And I felt that that part was was overly long, and and that's the thing that, like, when we talk about, you know, you mentioned Aristotelian you know, structure and storytelling and everything, regardless, I'm I'm of the camp that regardless of your, um, your structure or your, or your methodology, the one thing remains the same. And you, you gotta, you gotta have a major dramatic question. You know what I mean? Like, again, I'm just speaking for myself here. Um, and for me, the major dramatic question is, are they going to get to New York? And when they do, when that, when that's, I, I'm also of the campus. Once the, once the major dramatic question is answered, I'm done. I'm out. Get out. Right. Get out. And I didn't need to see all that bullshit. I didn't give a fuck about Spiker and Sponge um, in the end. And if for those of you who are being like, well, that's how it happens with books. I don't remember the fucking book. You know what I mean? I read the book when I was a kid. I, I don't. I don't. I don't remember all. Also, all I needed to see. All also I needed to adaptation. See, you know. Yeah. 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 And that's the thing too with adaptation. It's one thing I tell you know my adaptation students. It's like you know, it's not a question of if the book is better or worse than the movie. It's just different, and that and and, and that's what it is. I didn't need to see you know what I mean all that shit. 
um, if that's in the book. What would have made for a badass like closing image to keep it in the claymation, keep it in whatever. Oh no, you know what I'm fucking dope. Check this out. I'm it's here. it's claymation. We see we see the back of the peach sailing over, and then we see the skyline of New York, and then slowly, like the the claymation bugs, kind of disappeared, suggesting that they're going back to the normal size. And then James fucking the, did we just see the back of James like slowly turning back into like live action? But the peach is because the peach was still real. The peach was you know big, and then it's like boom, and that's it. Blackout. You know what I mean? Yeah, I w- yeah I was of the I was of the uh, <clears throat> camp. I and I'm of the camp of like I just need to see him land in New York, and then I'm good. See, yeah, and I'm, 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 I'm like two steps behind you. I just need to see that he's going to land, or he could land in New York, and that's it. Um, but yeah, all this shit at the end, dude. Like, I just, I remember that too as a kid, just like checking out, just like I don't give a fuck about this. Um, this movie is like a six, six and a half, six. I'll give it a six and a half uh, for me. Six and a half. Yeah, six and a half. Um, I give, I, I give it a seven. Okay. Yeah, so I mean, around there. I mean, it's inoffensive, <laughs> you know. It's uh, it's it's really cool. I remember firing it up, you know, and being like, and seeing the opening credit sequence, and and texting you on your birthday, not happy birthday, but saying, "Oh man, you know, <laughs> I forgot how dope this movie was." I think is what it is. Because um, that opening credit sequence is cool, you know, seeing all the pictures of the bugs and and then uh, uh, Ant Spiker and Ant Sponge, I think, are great, but like, I didn't need them in the end. Um, the songs are forgettable, um, but so forgettable. But it looks really cool. It's a really cool idea. The James and the Giant Peach story is, is really unique and really special. I think everyone needs to see this at least once. But I'm not going to fight anybody. This is absolutely not a movie I'd cut for. And for people who say oh, I don't really like it, that's a movie where it's like, oh, okay, that's fair. You know. Um, here's here's the thing. You know, I'm not a huge fan. It's weird because I feel like I, I know for a fact I have put this higher than um, Nightmare Before Christmas just now. But where Nightmare Before Christmas is like an okay movie to me, the songs are way better. Yeah, songs are better, and and the world I think is much more interesting. Right. And I feel like with this one, the sequences are more engaging to me. Um, But I don't care for the songs. It's Randy Newman being the most Randy Newman Randy Newman has been. Um, And trust me, I want want the world to know, I appreciate Randy Newman for for what he does. Randy Newman has a Faust musical that someone needs to fucking do. It has like the original Broadway cast has James Taylor playing God. It is everything. Yeah. Yeah. And I love that musical. Um, So I'm not saying James Taylor isn't talented. James Taylor. James Taylor is extremely talented. I'm not saying Randy Newman isn't talented. What I'm saying is that he didn't do his best work on this movie. So that's James and giant peach. Jordan, do you have any other thoughts? Do you have any other thoughts about James and Giant Peach? Oh, I mean, you know, watch it. Don't watch it. It's good. Um, Not as good as it could have. I don't know. Yeah, it's it's good. It's okay. 
<laughs> check it out or don't. Dope. Check it out or don't. That is a fantastic recommendation from Jordan there. I had to whisper it because that, that implies sarcasm. I'm I'm implying a, a sarcastrist in this um in this in this case. Jordan's like, stop talking. Um thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Grumpy Watch Kitchen. As always, you can reach us by hitting us up via email, grownmanwks at gmail.com. I'm gonna be honest with you, Jordan. This beer mm-hmm. at 5.8% for a pint showed up and showed out. Um you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Uh, all of that information is in our show notes. Uh, we continue to grow because of listeners like, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, and so wherever you listen to podcasts, please give us a rating. Five stars, excellent. Four stars, fantastic. Three stars are below. We will give you the spiker and sponge who will continue continuously feed you until you are as fat as that peach. And then they will put you in a fence and sell tickets for you to be gawked upon. That's what like will a, happen. Like I don't fucking, make I don't make the rules. Like a Jordan makes giant the rules. fruit. J- Jordan told me that that's what would happen to you. That's what happened. Jordan was busy telling me what would happen to you instead of wishing. <laughs> All right, I put myself on blast. We're good. I said happy birthday. <laughs> I had a post locked and loaded for the next day. It was a very sweet post. I cried in the middle of dinner. I hope you're happy with yourself. We're, you know, but I ain't going to be mad at you if you don't say happy birthday to me come October. You're right. I'm not going to say happy birthday to you. I'm just going to send you a gift that's going to arrive at your doorstep with like singing Telegram. Someone else is going to say happy birthday on my behalf. I will 100% say happy birthday. Well, Here's one thing. I'm going to say this. I need, and I need you to say this into the world. What? So there's one thing I take pride in, and it's I think I'm a good gift giver. Would you say I'm a good gift giver? I think so, yeah. I think, uh, okay. you know. Yeah. I mean, you know, you got me, what, candy corn? When I hate that shit? No. Yeah. No, you're good. You're a good gift giver. That makes my heart <laughs> Anyway, um, thank you all Claus. so much, yeah. TJ Claus. <laughs> um, thank you all so much for listening to this week's episode. Uh, as the CDC has lifted mass mandates across the country, I please ask that everyone legit stay safe. We we're still not out of the woods in this thing. Obviously, it's getting better. It's getting more under control, but uh, you never know. Uh, So please take care of each other. Stay crispy. Stay crispy, y'all. And we will catch y'all next time. Jordan, question. Yes. What fruit would you ride on around the world? And you can't say me. Uh, Okay, so my second choice would be... um, (laughs) (laughs) I mean, dude, I mean, a banana. I mean, it's fucking... Like, I don't don't understand. It's phallic as hell. But honestly, it's plenty of room. Do you know what I mean? Like the no, peels, I don't. The peel, the peel is thick. You know, no, no. it's got to be a banana. Got to be a banana. No, no. no. Well, what are you riding on? A watermelon. Are you serious? 
But I mean, a giant watermelon that can slide off that motherfucker. That's the thing. You're gonna. I'm gonna burrow in. I'm gonna burrow in. How you gonna burrow into a watermelon? Because it has the protective rind between the outer layer and the rind. There's like okay, okay. So you said you said what fruit would you would you rather fly fly around the world with? Not what fruit would you rather fucking. Retrofit around the world with and fucking assert global dominance. Like, okay, I mean, I mean, I would pick a watermelon, and then you could core it, and then you have your body needs fresh water. The watermelon is the camel fruit. I love how you're like it has a protective. It's like, hey man, there's a flying watermelon. Shoot it down! Shoot it down! You know, like, no man, I'm I'm hanging on the banana boat. You know, my favorite fruit is an apple. So I mean, you know. Next to that would be an apple, but man, yeah, banana. You want you want to hear something sad? What? Wait, I saw I saw a post about watermelon today. You know what Boothang told me? Hmm. I prefer to eat my I prefer to drink my water rather than eat it. And I was like, Yo ass don't like watermelon? Shit, mm. we ain't gonna make it. I'm kidding. Do you? Uh, I like I like uh, I like putting salt on my watermelon. Oh, hundred percent. You put salt on your watermelon. Sea salt. Yeah, if you're not putting well, I mean any kind of salt really. Sea salt's fine if you want to get bougie with the it. best. I just I'm throw some Morton. I just pour some Morton on that motherfucker. Of course you would. But yeah, put your put your put your salt in your watermelon. Also, mustard and watermelon, not a not a not a thing. It's not. It's uh, you know I I tried it and I think that trend is gone since then. But it just tastes like mustard on watermelon. It's not fucking amazing. It's not you know. Yeah, yeah, it's not amazing. But you know what is amazing, Jordan. Hmm. You, you are amazing. Wow, this sounded. What kind of mic you got? That was like a like a three D effect almost. I wonder how that sounds. I in your appreciate voice. you. Jesus I appreciate you. Know that I love you. You are special. Is this? Are you? Is this that? Haunt, is this that haunting shit you're going to be doing if you ever <laughs> one one day? That's an A too soon. Yeah, one you ain't gonna make this jump. You gonna miss this shot, dumb motherfucker. <laughs> you know, you're you're gonna be all hot and cold. You're gonna be like, man, it smells like bitch in here. But hey, I love you though. You're a great friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're right. That's more accurate. That's more accurate to what I'm gonna do. Grown men watch kid shit is a Moon Street Media podcast. Intro and outro music was created by MPC. Want to find us online? Check out our social media links in the show notes.